What is up, everybody? Matt Swifty Perry here with the Leader Swift Podcast. Today, we have an incredible guest. We have Justice Coleman. Justice is a great leader. Uh, he pastors a church called Freedom Church in LA and does a lot of leadership coaching. This guy is incredible and a great leader. He gives us a little bit of wisdom when it comes to coaching and leading people. So definitely check it out. Before we jump into that conversation, I just want to ask that you guys share this episode with a friend. You can click, if you're on Apple or Spotify, that little button that, that gives you the share and go send it out to a few friends. Uh, go ahead and post about it on social media. We want to help as many leaders as we can become better and healthier leaders today. And so go ahead and share it. Leave a review if you can. But we're going to jump into this conversation right now with Pastor Justice Coleman. What's up, everybody? I'm here with Justice Coleman. Justice, how's it going today? Man, it's good to talk to you, dude. Bro, you have, like, one of the coolest names. Do people tell you, like, Justice is, like, that cool of a name? Oh, my gosh. It's kind of weird because, like, I went by my middle name, like, my whole life. And then uh, my middle name's Casey. And then when I got saved and, uh, like, had a real turnaround in my life, I don't know, I just kind of had this dramatic moment where I started (laughs) going by my first name. And I made my wife start calling me Justice, and she's like, "I didn't even marry Justice. I married Casey." <laughs> and uh, but you know that was that was like 15 years ago or, or more. So um, um, people are used to it now. But it's my real name, yeah. That's amazing. I've been following you in in your church for a while. Uh, you guys are doing incredible stuff. Tell us a little bit about you and your leadership journey. Wow, um, big question. Well, you know, I got started kind of young i started following jesus at 20 and then uh went straight to bible college and um you know began a became a youth pastor similar to you and then um finally just kind of had this dream like i what would it look like to start our own church you know and i didn't know anybody who had started a church this was like almost it's almost you know it's like 11 years ago almost and um we just thought hey you know if we're gonna reach our friends this is my wife and i talking you know we got to figure out a way to kind of meet them where they are because they just weren't really feeling our church you know and uh we i think you know when you're mature you can kind of look past a lot of things at church and you know but for us we were like our friends are just never they never ever come to church with us <laughs> so then they so i said well what if we like start something at our apartment and we were like 25 i think at this point and we're like, well, you know, and I called all our friends and I said, you know, if you come to our house and we make you dinner and we do like a Bible study, you know, and you come, I will never invite you to church again. Just come, like, just come to this. And uh, so they did. And uh, make a long story short, you know, Jesus started saving people and it was incredible. And then we said, you know, what? we could do this. We could probably start our own church. So we moved to the San Fernando Valley where we're from, about 40 miles away from the church I was a part of, kind of left everything, left jobs, left everything and um you know by the grace of god um people continued to get saved and we were baptizing people in like apartment pools and (laughs) you know and uh, it was awesome and here we are today you know about almost 10 years later that's amazing uh you guys are are crushing it in in one of the harder kind of places to do church i'm from southern california and and L.A. is not an easy area to reach reach people um, who aren't already Christians. Uh, and so you guys are, are crushing it. 
You do a lot of kind of leadership coaching um, and speak at some conferences. Um, can you just give one piece of like leadership advice or, or a tip to help leaders lead better today? Yeah. I mean, I just think, imagine the people listening to this podcast, by the way, you have a phenomenal podcast, dude. You've got a great lineup. I love how it's just 15 minutes, dude. It's perfect. It's like a short drive. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, so maybe a youth pastor is listening or maybe a church planter or even a senior leader. And it's like, you know, I, I read, I read about this guy named Master Kano back in like the late 1800s. Can you guess what Master Kano did? Man, I want to, I want I just picture Karate Kid. Yeah, he just think Mortal Kombat, right? Like yeah. This is the guy who invented. That's why I remember his name. He invented judo, right? Wow. So he's the guy who got it in the the Olympics. And I read that like uh, when he died, he insisted like that he'd be buried in his white belt, and he wanted to make a statement that like you know his life was about it was about learning, and he wanted to be known as a lifelong learner. So he's like, don't bury me in my black belt. He's the guy who put like judo in the Olympics. Like he's like the like godfather of Jap of, like Japanese judo. That's and he's like, I want to be buried in my white belt as a statement to like generations that like become a lifelong learner. You never take off your white belt. And I remember that impacting me like early on because I knew that I needed to reach out to people and find out how to grow. You know, starting a church in our apartment. You know, I don't recommend people doing that. That was just. The- <laughs> That was just, uh, you know, with no Christians, like don't start, like you should have Christians in your church when you start, that should be a good plan. But, um, you know, I think we've always, I've always reached out for coaching and mentorship and like, you know, uh, I, I just, there's a lot of people out there who God's moving in their life and, and God's worked in a particular way that we can learn from. And though he has a unique calling on each of our own lives, you know, there's, there's a lot we can learn from the body of Christ. And so it's really saved my butt, honestly, like insisting and, in, um, mentorship and, getting coaching and listening to podcasts like yours. So, I mean, your listeners already know, I mean, just continue to listen to stuff like this and find a way to continue to grow. Cause if you don't invest in yourself as a learner, uh, you'll be the, the greatest lid to your own leadership. That's so good. I know you do some coaching. And so I want to ask, like, if somebody's listening to this and they're like, man, I've never had coaching. I mean, in sports, maybe growing up, I had coaches, but I've never had coaching in ministry or coaching as a leader. Where do they start? Like kind of, um, yeah, where do they start to, to seek that out? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, um, uh, every guy, everybody on my staff has a coach. So my youth pastor has a coach. My worship leader has a coach. My executive pastor has a coach. Wow, that's <laughs> My campus amazing. pastor has a coach. All of them from different churches who are, you know, steps ahead of us and who are learning. And like, you know, uh, you know, we had to launch Trench Online this year in a new way and do all these things. And it was like there was all these other churches that were willing that, you know, we could we could pay or they just wanted to offer their help that we were, you know, you track down somebody who's a couple steps ahead of you. They want to pass on what they've learned so that they can we can all be more fruitful, you know, in the body of Christ and in the cause. So, um, yeah, I would, th- I would think, you know, it's not as hard as you think, just find somebody who's a step ahead of you and say, Hey, you know, what would it look like for me to buy you lunch or to, you know, shoot you an Amazon gift card or wash your car for you or what I got to do to get 15 minutes of your time for you to pass on some nuggets. Cause you know, I want to, I want to take things to the next level and I want to grow. That's so good. I think something brilliant you said that so many people overlook is you said a step ahead of you. So many people try and find leaders or coaches that are 50 steps ahead of them, <laughs> it, right? No, like seriously, like um, I'll just 
be honest, during this COVID, I reached out to a friend of mine who oversees all of student ministry at Life Church in, yeah. in Oklahoma. They are like 900 steps ahead of like any other youth yeah. ministry, right? <laughs> and I'm like, yo, what are you doing? And then I had to reflect. I'm like, it's great to learn from them. Right. But they're way far ahead of us. I need to find coaches, too, who are also just like one or two steps ahead, not 90, um, where it can Bro, be really so practical good. for the season. So good. Yeah. And so that is that's so good. Um, and you do. I want to plug in a little bit of what you do, too, because I think it's so important. You do a little bit of coaching um, through momentum coaching. Right. Tell us a yeah. little bit about that. OK, so I. I took like 20 pastors under my wing a few years ago and I was like, what would it look like if we all did this curriculum that I wrote about how to grow our churches by reaching the unchurched, you know, working off the, the momentum philosophy, which is, you know, God wants our churches to grow. He wants our youth ministries to grow. He wants us to reach people who are far from God. But sometimes it's not about generating momentum. It's about getting the barriers out of the way that are blocking that momentum, you know? So, you know, I, I believe God already wants to see people saved. It's just there's some things we got to get out of the way or do to kind of release what God wants to do. So um, I, so I took these 20 guys under my wing and they met with me once once a, a month for a year. And uh, that was the plan. Would our church grow 20 percent? And everybody who graduated the program, they all grew 20 percent or more. Some of them, their churches even doubled. And we were just blown away by like, look, look what happens when you focus on like reaching lost people and prioritize that in your church. And um, so we did that. And then I made that a digital series. So like I made an e-course out of it. So like if you go to Momentum, MomentumCoachingGroup.com, there's like an e-course. You can download that. And then also I do like I do, I do do coaching groups. So like I pick a handful of guys every year. In fact, my group is starting in like a few weeks. So I still have a few spots open. So I don't know. Maybe somebody who's listening would want to jump in. But I just know for me it was getting in a coaching group that saved my butt because my church was declining when we started, like I said, I didn't have a lot of strategy behind it. And I was like, there's got to be a way. There's got to be systems and practical things that I just don't know. And sure enough, I joined this coaching group and I learned all these things that like I didn't realize were important about assimilation and and, and how to organize a church and, and how to organize leadership. And, and uh, it just saved us, you know. And um, I just think that says a lot about anybody who wants to learn. It's like, like you said, you find somebody who's a few steps ahead. And 2021 is like the year to do it. You know, it's like we have a lot of things that we have. A, this is the moment to kind of put to really invest in ourselves and to put the right things in order so that we can see, you know, God's kingdom come. Yeah, that's so good. And yeah, I want to encourage anybody listening to this to go reach out to you. We're going to put it in the show notes as well where they can go to. Uh, but I think it's MomentumCoaching.com. If I, if I have, yeah, right. momentum coaching group.com. Yeah. Okay, perfect. And they could go there. We'll have it in the show notes where they can just grab that link as well. Um, but yeah, I would encourage anybody, uh, who wants to grow, especially senior leaders. I know we have a, a lot, um, who are listening to this right now, uh, to check it out. It, it doesn't hurt anything to get coached, right? Right. You, you're investing into yourself, into your leadership. I remember when I first heard about coaching, um, I, I reached out to who I thought was the greatest leadership person in the world. So I did, I went through John Maxwell's coaching program to learn nice. how to coach. And so I think even there's people listening to this who have a lot of wisdom in leadership and who should take that step to go coach other leaders too. Oh, 100%. And so I think everybody needs a coach and eventually they'll get to a point where they need to take on people to coach, right? That's really discipleship. Yeah, I mean, I think the world is really the the world understands this, you know, like in the marketplace. But 
oftentimes industries want to kind of keep a lot of the secrets to themselves that help them. But what I've noticed in the body of Christ is that we are so eager to like help each other. It's especially this generation. It's phenomenal. You know, I could, I could, I could name all these churches that you and I both admire that have helped, you know, freedom along the way. Um, it's in so many ways, boo elevation, um, so many churches that we admire, like these are churches that that, that there's, it's in their DNA, you know, to say, Hey, we didn't get here on our own either. Let me help you. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And really, the only thing you'll lose is your pride, <laughs> right? Like when you when you that's get a good thing those, to lose. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> thing to lose. Some people have that like they, they're like, I need more humility. Let me go get coached. That's in my goals this year. Um, but justice, that's that's amazing. You gave us an important word. Um, thank you so much. Where can people connect with you online? Um, probably just Instagram. Yeah at justice coleman you know i think that's about i think that's as close as i think that's about probably the best avenue I'm, i have the worst phone habits though dude i don't know about you but like the worst phone habits especially with dms my, so. my wife tells me i need better worst phone habits i need to be off of my phone more uh <laughs> damn she, she's telling you to get off your phone bro maybe she's maybe she's looking for some attention brad listen to that i man. tried this new thing and it's called not bringing my phone into the bedroom anymore and so i i've started that working out i sleep way better have way more time with my wife it's amazing there you go that's man. that's a free tip for anybody listening just put I your just phone wrote it down away. right now that's good. <laughs> that's good thank you so much for hanging out with us today justice yeah man thanks for having me on